Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their life by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavor. We believe that every move is a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace will provide you with my unique marketing approach to selling home and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect connect real estate be a part of our roundtable if you have any questions during the show please call 781-837-4900 we'd love to talk real estate follow us on facebook instagram and wherever you like to listen to podcasts at talk real estate Round. if you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs and connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000 now sit back relax take good notes and let's talk real And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined via Zoom by the one and only Sharon McNamara. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Your view is amazing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. We are here in Egertown and uh, celebrating a little bit of two things. I guess our 31st anniversary sort of fell into this week, and it's Labor Day weekend, so we're taking full advantage of this last weekend. I will be doing open houses every weekend from this point forward. Um, so we, this will probably be one of our last boating adventures for oh, the yeah. season. But are yeah, you going to take a yeah. minute, like at, during the show, to talk about where you're going to be for the next foreseeable nice. future on the weekend? I'll, I'll mention it now. I'll mention it midstream, and I'll mention it later. Okay. So, um, really, really excited that we have a new uh, subdivision that's going to be coming on. It's duplexes, uh, townhouse style, uh, and it's called Cushing Trails. And it's in Hanson, right off of Spring Street. And right now we have two buildings up, so that's four units. Uh, that We have three different styles of um, layouts. So we have the Whitman, the Hanson, and the Pembroke. Uh, so that makes sense, don't you think? Because yeah. it's in Hanson. Um, so, yeah, so we have two bedrooms with one-car garage. We have three bedrooms. We only have a few of the three-bedroom with a one-car garage. So... Um, then from there we'll have two bedrooms with an office and a two car garage. Mm-hmm. So those will be yeah. really nice. Yeah. Starting at five seven and going up six thirty. And then of course people get to pick out, you know, what they want for, you know, all the fancy bells and whistles and things like that. So they can go higher if they want or stay right there if they want. Yeah. And we've been doing a lot of sneak peeks over the past couple months, even probably like a year-ish, like even when it was just yeah. <laughs> land. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we've been doing a lot of sneak peeks, so be sure to follow Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Broker Team, which I feel like you guys have to change the name of your Instagram now. now that you... Yeah, we are. We're, okay. we're, we're going to be working on that, yeah, because now she's no longer Baker, and we have things. We have Sharon and Mary. We have yeah. uh, McNamara. It's going to probably be thing like McNamara and Horton. Um, so probably yeah. just keep it simple that yeah. way. But for now, McNamara Broker team, be sure to follow because we're getting all the sneak peeks and then it's going to be live next week, correct? Yes, yeah. yes. So we're going live right um, 
We're hoping, uh, I was down there on Thursday and the landscapers were there. We just want it to look really pretty. So when people come uh, for that first peak of it, uh, that they'll see of, you know, what the development will continue to look like. So we just have to do some construction things and um, it's very raw right now still. So, you know, it's still studs and things. So you have to go in and use your imagination. But yeah, um, I feel very confident that these are gonna go quickly. So Even if you so- want any information. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. Even so, like, even though it's like sort of really rough in there, we did um, a little tour for some of our agents. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and we got to go in, and it, they're huge. It's like, mm-hmm. we, like the layout was so cool. Like it, it's very functional, and and mm-hmm. I, it like we were all in there being like, this place is like, it's this yeah. is a great layout. It's big. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, the, yeah, the bedrooms, the bedrooms in particular, like the bedrooms are big. Um, you know, we have a couple of the, um, um, the Hansons and those are really, really big. So I think, no, no, not the Hansons. The Hansons are the two bedroom, one car garage, but the other equipment, they're really, really big, mm-hmm. um, really big three bedrooms, but the family room itself and family dining area, I think the square footage yeah. there is just roughly about 2,200 square feet. And it's, it's big. Yeah. Really big. Yeah, I'm really excited about this project because, I mean, we've worked with Stonebridge Homes in the past, you know, really good reputation. They've built hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands point of homes and um, just a really good team to be working with and, you know, marketing for. So we're really excited about it. If anyone has any questions, any of our listeners out there or our Facebook friends, uh, feel free to just give me a buzz. I am the lead on this development. Mary is the lead on Cochise, which is our other development with the same builder. Uh, that is the 92-unit subdivision in West Bridgewater. Um, open house is there today as well. So 11 to 2, I think Kristen Howlett is there today. And 11 to 2, 11 to 3. 11 to it's 11, 11 to 3, 3. 11 to 3. yeah. Yep. 11 yep. to 3, so, Saturday and Sunday. Now feel free to give me a call, 781-294-4848. And yeah, I'm really, really excited about that development. Nice. We have Tim in studio with us today, right? No, we have George. Oh, that's probably why Tim didn't respond to me. <laughs> Tim didn't respond back to you, Sharon? No, no, I know. It is Labor Day weekend, um, yeah. so he's probably up somewhere yeah. having fun. Tim's whooping it up for Labor Day weekend, but we have George in studio. Yes, I wanted to say to Sharon, happy anniversary to you and your husband. Well, thank you. 31 years, it's, you know, it's it's, you know, I remember when I was younger, in particular with Mark's parents, when they were alive, it was so interesting because they'd be like, it's just another day. It's just another day. It's just another day. People are like, what did you do? Where'd you go? Like we were in Boston for a test um, that Mark was going through and um, we would like, let's just go get pizza. <laughs> so it's a milestone. We gave each other a card and, and that's it, you know, yeah. so 31 years. Uh, oh. Well, you guys celebrate in uh, so many different ways. So you like yeah. you're like celebrating all three out the year, anyway. So it's Throughout like another the year, day. We we very much celebrate each other and a love for each other for yes. sure. It's like having multiple so, birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't mm. want to celebrate the birthdays anymore either. So, well, I want to celebrate them, but you know what I mean. I want the age to go the opposite. The opposite way, yeah. Um, 
I think Sharon might be frozen. Um, but so today, we like we due to something that recently happened within our team, uh, we are going to be talking about COVID's impact on real estate. But I did get a text from the uh, from our number one listener in Brockton, who is uh, was watching the news this morning. So she said, "Oh, Channel Five News is doing a report on rental scams." And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're not doing rental scams today because, of course, it, everybody knows it's my mother. And she always listens every Saturday morning and Tuesday night. Um, so, you know, we, we I was like, no, we're not doing rental scams. But then she just kept talking about it. And I was like, all right, well, maybe we should mention it a little bit. Um, and, George, you're my co-host right now because Sharon's gone. So uh, actually a good segue because we do have a caller who wants to chat with you guys. He actually wanted to talk to Sharon. This is Dick from Plymouth. But Sharon is out right now. So okay, well, he can either talk to me or he can wait. Let's until have, Sharon let's have him back. on because he's okay. going to do yeah, stuff yeah, sure. later. So let's do that. Hi, Dick. How are you? Hi, uh, Sharon. I was talking to Sharon uh, months ago, a couple months ago, and uh, this is Dick and uh, uh, Jane from Plymouth, and she yeah. was going to come to the house. And she's been she's three weeks now, and she was gone. She's a little overdue. I'm just want to remind her. <laughs> oh, she I, is I definitely. Forget. She is definitely going to come. I know she, if you uh, were listening earlier, so she's in Egertown right now celebrating her anniversary, but this is her last weekend on the boat because, uh, you know, she's going to be doing open houses. But when she comes back on, she lost connection. But when she comes back on, I will definitely remind her that she needs to go down to Plymouth. I know the both of us, we already like, we've already envisioned ourselves at your house by the water (laughs) with your wife, like hanging out. With your new time now, I'm I'm just getting ready to go in the gym now, and I'll be out about time. You, you guys will be over, so I perfect. Don't a, I, I'm I gotta call early. <laughs> I don't call. Yeah, perfect. Well, I'm glad that our new time works better for you. I, I'm still getting used to the 8 a.m. I'm I'm like half yeah. asleep, but this is, I think, our oh. third week at 8, and it's fine. It's it's fine. I'll get used to it. But um, but yeah, so enjoy enjoy your time in the gym, though, and maybe in the next <laughs> couple of weeks after our show, we'll come down um, and and hang out with you guys. Yeah, all righty. Just don't forget. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I won't. And as soon as Sharon comes back on, I'll be say- I'll, I'll be saying, uh, Dick from Plymouth called. <laughs> he wants to know where All we've right, been. Thank-, <laughs> thank-, thank you very All much. Right. All right, Dick. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, George. Yes. My mom texted me this morning and she was like, oh, uh, you know, Channel 5 News is doing a report on rental scams. And I'm like, okay, there's scams all the time. But she was very invested and she watched the whole thing. So I was like, all right, report back to us. Sharon and I are doing the show. But although we're not technically doing the show on um, rental scams, but I I feel like we could sort of do a little spin on this. So for like, so my mom was saying that they were doing this report and they interviewed a couple um, because this couple had to put a sign in front of their home saying that their house was not for rent and Mm -hmm. that some prospective renters have been scammed so the whole point of like all these scams that are happening in these locations so she said what boston atlanta new york Mm -hmm. um a lot of places that are uh, increasing are notorious for increasing their rent at a certain time 
Um, and, and right now really, so like Boston, I, I see all over TikTok right now. It's like, everybody's moving in for school. Everyone's moving out. It's like the, the notorious day that they have. I forget what it's called. Um, it's where, uh, like, Austin Christmas. Yes. Austin Christmas. There you go, George. Yeah, well, I watch. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware. Well, just it's, like your mom, I watch channel five. And actually, if I would have heard about the scam segment, I would have saw the whole thing because yeah. you have to be very aware of these stuff. If you go on Facebook marketplace, I have seen lists listings for condos and apartments for three digit figures, which I don't know if that tracks these days because there's super high inflation. But anyway, well, when we did our rental scam um, a couple, I don't know, months ago. So again, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com to listen to that past show. Um, But if Sharon had a client at one point reach out to her and be like, my, oh, no, here's how it went. Sharon had a client that reached out and said, Hey, I want to see this rental. Any chance like you can get me in? Mm. And it just so happened to be one of Sharon's past clients. So she was like, wait a minute, why is she renting her um, condo? So she reached Mm. out to her client and said, Hey, is everything okay? Like saw that your rental and the woman's like, I'm not renting, but, and they used all of Sharon's photos, everything. So it was a scam. Oh boy. It was a scam. Um, but with with this one today, according to um, you know, the number one news reporter in Brockton, <laughs> my mother, um, she she's saying that like this couple had so many people like essentially being scammed from their house um, that they had to put a sign that said like, no, this is not for rent. Like um, people are being scammed. Stop it. But so the reason why a lot of people are being scammed right now when it comes to rentals is because they're notorious. Like these areas are notorious for raising their rent at this time. Mm. So if a renter who is desperate and wants to get in before a rental increase, they're just going to jump at the opportunity. And these scammers are taking advantage of those people who are desperate, and they're scamming them and taking their money. And that's what, that was the whole point of the um, whole point of the of the thing. But Sharon, I think you're back, right? Yeah. I no. am. Was that so wild? Yeah, I think my Wi-Fi heated and it just went kaput. Yeah. So, Are you using know. a laptop? But it looks like you just like sort of. Just, I am using a laptop, and mm. but I have a hotspot and it was a sun, so yeah. I think it made it overheat. Well, there Dick minute, from Plymouth called. Dick from Plymouth called, and he wants to know why we haven't gone. <laughs> down to his house dick and jane <laughs> uh, oh. well dick and jane yes i want to go down so maybe now that the summer is over and we've been actually just going through some health stuff in our family so we've been trying to deal with that and it's all it's all settled behind us so we're good so so am i um so dick i promise believe me i want to go M- melissa and i are going to sit there with some limoncello yeah <laughs> um uh, yeah. So just to wrap up the whole like scam part of it. And I feel like we saw we saw a lot of it during COVID, too. Don't you agree, Sharon? Like a lot of rental scams and stuff, because there were oh, yeah. people not going into work and they had to be in, you know, certain spaces. And, um, you know, it was we always said, like during COVID, that like you didn't realize a lot of things about your house until you had to actually live in it, (laughs) which was like during COVID and like see how it didn't function very well or like try to make some uh, changes in inside your house. But, um, but we saw a lot of like rental scam, like even just real estate scams in general during COVID time. So I feel like that, that can be incorporated into today's show. But um, anyways, to wrap up that part, what? 
I love when you say things that prompt things in my head. You're so good at doing that for me when we're on here because it's interesting. One of the things that you said, like people realized that they did, there were a lot of things that they didn't like particularly about their house because now they're stuck in their house all the time. Right. So yeah. it ends up being one of those things where every little thing becomes a very big thing and you can't stop seeing it anymore. But it's interesting too, because I would, would you sort of agree with me that that sort of was, where when we started having low inventory, I really feel like started during those COVID times. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, I'll just bring myself back to like 2019, I guess. And, and I always say like, I used to beg sellers like that we can we do open houses can we do like I remember being the person to have to call like especially when I first started working with you being like can we Mm -hmm. please do an open house this weekend and it it was because there was so much inventory like everything wasn't just flying off the shelves and Mm -hmm. um you know and and we we tell our agents like especially those who just got their license within the past couple years like this is not the norm and I know we hate to say Mm -hmm. norm um that's why I'm putting it in quotes so if you're watching us on Facebook putting it in quotes um it's it's not the norm but it is the norm like it's our norm now but like it will definitely change because it's always changing you've been in the industry how many years 20 something years 21 I think yeah I just again that's one of the things I'm losing count on as well (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, at some point you just go like, yeah, I've been in the business for a long time. Cause you don't want to become one of those people that are like, I've been in the industry for 25 years. I know everything. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, guess. I, know. Like, I think it's okay. one thing when you're in the industry for a long time, but keeping up to current trends and all of that, I think is more important, yeah. you know? Mm. Well, and, and um, I feel like that's, no. that's goes for everything. Cause I just had a recent conversation with your husband, Mark, and mm-hmm. I had asked like, Oh, is the Dr. Young and not asking like, is the doctor young so I can date him? I was asking like, (laughs) is he young? Does he still read medical journals? Does he still do this? Like, is he still active in whatever there? I don't know anything about doctors, but I'm like, I would think that's maybe a doctor who's been around doing the same thing for 40 years is sort of set in their ways. Um, So we were just talking about that, but I feel like it's the same thing with real estate agents. So and I said this mm-hmm. the other day during our roundtable discussion because um, Kristen uh, Howlett and Trish Flynn, both full-time realtors here at Boston Connect Real Estate, the three of us had done a class with Charlie Burke um, last year to um, essentially renew our real estate license. But um, it, the room was filled and it was all different like people who have been in the industry for 20 plus years, people who have been in the industry for a couple of years. And it was like everybody does things a little bit differently and he's like "Uh uh-uh this is the way to do it (laughs) like this and but but it's changed like you know and he it's so so important for him to know like what it is like we the the guidelines that we have to abide by and he's like uh Uh those of you who've been in the industry for 20 years it's a little bit different (laughs) like yeah you know so and that's why it's important that you have to keep on learning too and i think when it comes in with him saying "Uh -uh, this is the way that it has to be done it i mean you definitely have to there are laws and regulations that we have to abide by and those never change so we always have to be on top of things with that but um should we get a little bit into our topic at point i mean i feel you know a little glitch whatever so today we're going to talk about and i started to say i had covid a couple weeks ago so mark and i were in boston and we were at we went to this is where i'm i got it um i was we went to the feast the fisherman's feast in the north end and it was packed and oh my gosh it was like 
probably the most fun I had all summer and um, just dancing in the streets, the two of us and just eating meatballs and um, what are those rice balls called? Arantini's. Just it, Yeah, just, you know what, it was just awesome. So I'm assuming because it was like quarters and people touching people and whatever, perhaps that's where I caught COVID, right? And um, it's interesting because I'm not going to minimize COVID and I'm not going to escalate COVID. So I'll let everybody know that. So don't tune away because I'm going to bring up COVID. But for me, again, for me, it was a very bad, not as bad as I had one day in particular that was like, oh, I can't get out of bed. My bones are aching and all that. Um, but it sort of brought me back to, and again, I think it's very serious for people with the underlying conditions and you know sadly i just found out that one of my past clients actually passed away week and it was complications brought on by covid so it can be very serious so i just i i was wondering about this topic and bringing it up again and um just thinking you know where did where were we were in the shutdown where where will this bring us again and will there be more shutdown but more importantly, how did we handle it before? How do we handle it now? Because people still need to buy and sell homes. People still want to buy and sell homes. So I thought that we could dive deep into this about a little bit about where we are. Do I think you think that there'll be another shutdown? How do you feel about that? I don't think no. Like yeah. so when I read your email, I was like kind of so I had seen on Facebook the other day like because <clears throat> all the kids went back to school and somebody had posted on Facebook because that's where everybody goes to argue somebody had posted like oh if they mandate your kids <laughs> to have like wear masks are you still gonna send them and of course there's a million comments or whatever um but it that that like took me off guard I was like oh I kind of like forgot about it like I feel like again I hate using the the term normal but I'm like we like kind of forgot it like forgot about it <laughs> even though maybe yeah. I have like PTSD or something because it just like lasted way too long but I'm like oh yeah. yeah I kind of forgot and then you got COVID somebody that I was um I won't say who it is but somebody else yeah. um that we know got COVID mm-hmm. um and they were concerned that I might get it because I was yeah and I'm like nope I feel fine like whatever and just went on mm-hmm. with my merry way but you know, I was like, what is happening? Where, where are, what, what year is it? <laughs> like, I'm like, wait I a minute. I know. Well, so. it was so funny because the, the other person that we know that got it <laughs> sent me a text and said, you gave me COVID. And I was like, I haven't seen you in about a month. And <laughs> they were like, through text. Through been text. texting. And yeah. I was like, so I told Mark that because we were just, she was just joking, obviously. But I told Mark that and Mark's like, don't say that out loud because then like that will be a thing. You know what I mean? Did you know that you could get COVID? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wait, is it, what no. year is it? Like where, like, I'm, I'm talking about it like it's like the 1700s. Like what year is it? But it's like, no, yeah. it's not 2020, 21, yeah. 22. And that's where I think but... the controversy sort of comes in a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes, I do think that it can be serious for certain people but I also think why don't we get back to where like I'm never going to sneeze on you Melissa I promise you that like I well, I didn't sneeze on anybody was... beforehand um, that's what I mean that's what I think you know? I think when it, it comes it's... yeah I think when yeah. it comes to real estate like a good impact that it had was like the it's almost like and maybe this has to do with low inventory but we 
or at least I do because I am a buyer in this market. I, I'm expecting a lot of people at a house that I go to if I'm going to an open house. So I definitely prefer to do private showings. I like to mm-hmm. take my time. I like to be the only one there, I, you know, but not everybody does private showings. Some people hold, which drives me freaking bananas. Mm-hmm. Some people hold all showings until the open house. And I'm just like, why? And, but that's another show. Um, but you know, you just sort of expect, like now I feel like the expectation that you're going to be around a lot of people is, is always going to be in your head. And before that, I would never really like put a lot of thought into it. I'm just like, oh, it's another open, like going to an open house. But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to open house and there's going to be a lot of people. Whether I change mm-hmm. my behavior or like, I, I feel like people are more aware of like where they are in the house mm-hmm. and like where, like giving personal space. And I feel like maybe we didn't do that beforehand. So um, I, I think that that's a good thing that happened. Yeah, when the, pros, the, the positive part of it. Yeah. So, and and that's true. It's like, I think that there were definitely a lot of things that we learned during that time. You know, one was inventory was extremely low. And the reasons why inventory was low were a few things. One was people um, decided, hey, I don't need to right size. Like this four bedroom colonial is perfect size for me because my kids are home from college now and school and they're in their bedroom doing schoolwork. I'm working from home. My husband's working from home. Everybody's home working from home. So it was like the thought of right-sizing into something smaller because you're an empty nester or whatever definitely went out the window. People were like, no way. I am not getting myself stuck in a small little ranch when everybody is around me. So I think that and that's when I started to say, I think that that's where our inventory sort of concern, like low inventory sort of started. People started not selling. People were home. Then it was interesting because I thought that there was a group of sellers and I remember in particular because I work with an older demographic of clients that um, that are that are right sizing and they are getting into something smaller and maybe they're getting into like, you know, a mobile home, you know, community or um, a 55 plus development, moving it in an in-law situation. And I found with that demographic, we had to be very careful about being around them and who was coming into the house, you know what I mean? So then they opted not to really be selling because they were like, they didn't want to take the chances. And hey, we have to respect everybody's reasoning for everything, even though we're taking all precautions to make sure that they were safe. Um, That to me was something that I was very, very passionate about was I, no matter how I felt about COVID and the spread of it and the masks and the mandates and all that other stuff, no matter how I felt about it, I had to respect my clients feelings about it as well and my job was to protect them so they felt safe through the process right so I think that that's why we ended up with the low inventory um the other thing is going back to talking about everybody working from home this wasn't even in our agenda but what happened to commercial real estate I mean that's another topic I guess for another day but commercial real estate really took a hit on that and I think a lot of companies then realized we don't need brick and mortar in order to run our business anymore so Thank God for technology. Do you imagine if this, you know, happened, pandemic happened when we didn't have technology? Imagine kids were just out of school for years, a year and a half, not learning. 
But what what have they done? They would have went to school, don't you think? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't have children, <laughs> but I, um, I, I think they just would have went. Cool. Yeah, someone would have had to teach know. them something. Um, you can call George at the studio seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero if you want to join in on the discussion, or even just say hello. Don't be shy. Um, and we're live on Facebook too, Sharon. You keep going in and out a little bit. Um, so if if we lose you again, I might have to take it over. But um. Yeah, I feel like something, another positive thing. So I'm, because I'm going to keep it on a positive note. Um, another positive thing that mm-hmm. came out of it was like the the sort of um, social media part of real estate and so, uh, like, you know, sort of digital marketing and just strategies that a lot of agents came up with because not everybody could see a house in person. So there was a lot of virtual tours. There was a lot of like... Um, you know, floor plans were super big, doing professional photography so you can highlight the property in such a a good light because not everybody got to see the house a million times. Like sometimes you only saw it like once, but if you had seen those pictures and seen the floor plans, and now when I look at a house, you know, I'm like, where's the floor plans? (laughs) Like, where's like, where's your room dimensions? Where's your room descriptions? Like, why don't you have professional photography? Like now I'm sort of like stuck up and I'm like, uh, why didn't you do like this? Like, why didn't you do like make the effort? Um, and so, but I feel like, like the digital marketing part of it was a really good, like, I don't know, it just Mm -hmm. increased because people couldn't see the house a million times, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they only saw it for five, 10 minutes and had to put it in an offer. Well, and that was the thing too. And I think that that's one of the things that ended up happening. And remember, this is when they, they dropped the rate, right? So the mortgage rate went down. So that was sort of trying to incentivize people to get out and buy. And I don't think people actually thought this through. And I have said this on many, many mortgage syndicated type shows that I think a mistake that was made was that that rate of two and a half percent at one point that people were able to refinance. And I think that they should have made it that it was only for a purchase. Yeah. And that's why now we're in a situation where we have this lock-in effect. And I've talked to many, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was, you know, we were talking about, you know, he not particularly loves where he is right now. And he's like, but you know what? I would never leave because I have a percent mortgage. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to get what I have now and go somewhere else. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So I think that, uh, that actually happened during COVID. And I think that that was to incentivize people to get out there and sell. And all it did was incentivize people to refinance because they were staying in their houses. <laughs> so yeah, that one sort of I wonder if, I wonder I where the statistic bit. is for how many people refinanced during that time. I wonder if somebody well, I, knows that. I know 70% of people right now in the United States um, have a mortgage um, rate percentage less than 4%. 70% mm. of Americans right now who own a home have a rate that's less than 4%. And then again, we have our friends, right? Dick and Jane, Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, that, you know, they don't have a mortgage at all. And think that, you know, that's perfect. I mean, but they aged in place. Why why would they? Yeah. They made their house very much like you made your house. Like you don't want to leave. So why would you, Mm -hmm. you can buy investment properties, (laughs) but why would you leave your main house? Um, yeah, certainly would do that. Um, anything else that for like when it comes to marketing and stuff that you can think of? 
Well, one of the things that I thought was good, like you were saying, is like with the virtual tours, we were able to do that. And I think that for an industry, we really did go into a, into a time where we had to be creative and we were had to be able to let people, you know, see these homes that were afraid, you know, and they were, they didn't want to go out. Um, and it's interesting because I know that the Grady team recently, and I know Tracy did the show with you last week, Tracy Grady and Jim Grady, uh, the Grady team, full-time real estate agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, I, they had their living up in Hanover recently on Broadway. And I went to that broker open house and it was interesting because a woman came in, she was a real estate agent and she was virtually like on FaceTime showing her clients the house. So I feel because of what we had to do during COVID, it sort of has helped us even now, you know, with technology and ways to use it, that if we have outside clients from other states or just not able to make it or whatever, maybe on vacation or whatever, that they are still able to get into home and see the interior of homes. So I thought, I think that that's great. And I agree with you that the technology aspect of things certainly did help. Yeah. I mean, for in that case, like the client was out of state and, but like for me, I would never buy a house based off of a video. <laughs> like I need to see it. I'm such a, like, I'm such a visual learner anyways, that like, I need to be engrossed in it. Like I need to go through a house <laughs> and be like, okay, yeah, no, this is it. Cause I don't remember. I know that, that there was, it was um, under agreement with somebody. I can't remember if it was that person and they ended up walking away. Um, but I'm just like, no, I I have to see no, it in person. I have to yeah. do it. I have to do it. But. Well, I think that you have to feel it. You know what I mean? But I know I had a client one time, they sold, um, you know, their big home in Pembroke and they were snowboarding and they wanted to get into the meadows in Pembroke and one came on the market and they were down in Florida. And I, that was before COVID. And I went through and I, I did a video of the house just to send them. And, and I was just like, I know that this is the one, like you're definitely doing renovations, blah, blah, blah. And they bought it. So it's interesting because we just had a sale in the meadows and I wrote handwritten notes to everybody in there. And it was nice to write them and just saying it's, you know, so nice to see that they're still there. I hope they're still enjoying snowboarding. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the long-term effects that it had on real estate. So something that I feel had a long-term effect on it is like from a buyer's perspective and like still competing offers. So it's like giving still, everyone's still giving again, it's because we don't have a lot of inventory, but that's an effect that's a long-term effect like because of the interest rates and what what happens during um you know the the covid time but um competing offers sale prices for homes are increasing um you know your buyers are putting in offers over asking giving everything that they got like i am (laughs) um and Mm -hmm. you know still being beat out because you have 30 other people that are competing with you um so i feel like that's that's not that part is not going to change anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And you know, I think that a big part of this too is I think one of the reasons why we do our show and make it a podcast and we're always, you know, trying to give value, right? And teaching people this situation. And I think that the biggest fear that people have about putting their house on the market is where will I go? I have no to go. And we recently put a listing on the market on um, Patriot Way in Pembroke, which is center common so fun to be in places where I was the original listing agent on that development. And um, 
I got a phone call the other day and I was talking to a woman and, you know, she, this was an affordable unit. So we've gotten a lot of calls on it because I think the price was like 328 something. And so we've been getting a lot of calls on it. And I was talking to somebody and she's of the age where she does want to right size. She actually went to the show, she told me. And, um, you know, she said that, you know, her concern is, you know, where will I go? And that's the other thing, too, is like we were talking about price point. And I was like, well, something like this, this affordable unit, it really doesn't come along that often. And people, a lot of people that were calling us just didn't qualify. So people were like, oh, this is great. The price on this unit is good. I'm going to sell my house and then buy that with cash. Well, it was like, well, you can't have an asset over $200,000. So that wasn't going to work. And people would like, not just this person, but everybody that we were talking to. And it was like, well, if I sell my house, I have a mortgage now. I don't want a mortgage, but I don't want this big house. I don't want the responsibilities of the lawn and the snow and the blah, 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 you know, the maintenance and all that. That's where we're stuck right now. And there has to be a way to get that ketchup out of the bottle. So we do have more inventory. And um, I think like with her and talking to her, I said, you know, here's the thing. She told me about a neighbor who had sold and she's like, wow, I couldn't believe how much that she was getting for her house. She goes, but then she had no place to go and she got forced out of her house. So she had to go and rent someplace and the rent was over like $2,500 a month. And I don't want that to happen. So I was like, there are ways to protect you. So as a seller, you can put in there that it's contingent upon the seller finding and securing suitable housing. And you don't have to leave until you find that house. And I think that buyers, Mel, you're in a position right now. If I had a, a house that I was going to put on the market that was in your price range, but I said, I want to wait, I, I have to find some place. Would you be willing to wait in order to get the house? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. Right. So if you usually gave me 30 days to find a place and after 30 days, I said, uh, I, I really didn't, I didn't find any place. Do you want to, con- do you want to extend this or do you want to leave? Like, so it can work for the buyer. It can work for the seller. So as the buyer, all right, we've gone 30 days. You love this house. Are you going to give them another 30 days to potentially find something? Yeah. But, but me being me, I would also look at the past 30 days and see that probably nothing else came on the market. So I'm in a good position too to just be like, okay, I'll give you another 30 days. But also on the flip side of that is like, how fast can you close if you get a, a something under agreement? Because I can close two weeks after or I can close the yeah. day after. How fast can you close? That would be my question because I'm not going to wait six months. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the other thing too because one of the considerations for the buyer is my rate block and things like that. You know, So like there are definite considerations that we have to think about, but those are the things that we are thinking about. But I think if more sellers realize that they do that, they would put their house on the market, which would open up the inventory. So Okay, so like somebody who has a four-bedroom colonial, let's say, and they want to right-size into something smaller. That person that's in something smaller wants to right-size into something larger, right? Yeah. So if the four-bedroom colonial seller says, okay, I'm going to make this contingent upon finding suitable housing, then the person in the smaller home says, all right, I'm going to contingent upon finding suitable housing. 
oh, guess what? Two houses are now on the market. The person in the one can say, I want that colonial. And the other one can say, I want that ranch. Like, mm-hmm. But we're not going to get to that point. People put their houses on the market. Yeah. And we can help you do that. <laughs> so. I, I think getting back to the, would you do like 30-day extension, 30-day extension, with the way that the rates are going, if I was to get a good rate, and again, I'm using Jasmine from Maritime Mortgage, like, I would probably suggest even like a lease back. Like I would want to close mm-hmm. and be like, I want to close. I have a good rate. Like I'm, but I, I'll rent it to you. Like if, yep. if we got to the point where like, they're not finding anything, not finding anything, not finding anything. And also nothing's coming on the market in my price range. I'd be like, okay, here's the solution. How about we close on this? I buy this and I rent it back to you. So you can find mm-hmm. something because I'm not going to also lose out on the opportunity to purchase something because nothing else is coming on the market. You need to figure something out. Either you rent the house from me or you rent from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, but that might be the reason why the sellers are getting scared, right? But they, they may lose you as a buyer. I want to say from the seller's point, and again, I'm a very strong listing agent, I would say, hey, it looks like this buyer is really sort of giving you a ultimatum because they are concerned about their rate lock. You know, are there things to do to make sure that they secure, they feel secure and help them with that rate lock? Or they want to do a lease back. I think that sellers will be nervous about doing that lease back because they'd be like, all right, now I'm renting my own house. I don't have a mortgage as it is. Now I'm paying somebody else's mortgage to live in my own house. So why would I do that? I just let people know they don't have to. Then we, as the listing agent, I would just go to Melissa's agent and say, hey, um, I'm sorry, my client is not willing to do that. So then the onus be on Melissa to make that decision. All right, well, my client's not willing to wait for your client. So bye. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So you would move on, right? So you could, but there are so many other buyers that are out there that the buyer, we could easily get another buyer and we would say, hey, just want to, you know, here's the situation. It's contingent upon seller finding suitable housing. We were under contract with another buyer for 60 days. Unfortunately, that buyer wasn't willing or wasn't able to continue waiting. Um, but I assure you, my client is looking. And that's the other thing, too. I think it's really important as the listing agent to have a record of every single house that has come on the market and what my clients have looked at, the offers that have put in, maybe they've gotten bid out or things like that just to give the buyer security and knowing, hey, I am going, I am really trying to find a house. Yeah. I mean, as a buyer, if I was going to come in and be that second buyer, I would definitely want some sort of tangible evidence to know that like you are actually actively looking and not just being stubborn because the perfect thing didn't come on the market. You know, especially if I'm, if you've already been on the market for a couple months and the first buyer was like, all right, I'm out. Like it's just been too long. How much more time do you need? Like I, if I was going to be the second buyer I would definitely want some at least have a conversation with the agent and be Mm -hmm. like what's going on like why haven't they found anything and know that they are Mm -hmm. actively looking yeah yeah but would you feel secure though if you came to me because again this is about giving sellers the comfort of knowing hey I can put my house on the market and have this contingent if you came to me and said hey Sharon what is the story and I said you know what they are just they're not waiting for, you know, this shiny gem that doesn't exist. They're just waiting for more people to put their house on the market. And the more people that we can tell, hey, put it, make it contingent upon seller finding suitable housing. That way they will get more houses on the market and just a bunch of sellers trying to find houses themselves, you know, because then they become the buyer, right? So they end up in a situation. And that's the other thing too. The tail on that could become very long because let's just, 
keep the scenario here with us. My seller then finds the perfect house, but it's contingent upon them finding suitable housing. So it can get convoluted. And maybe that's the reason why people are like, ah, I just don't even want to get involved. I'll just stay where I am. But I do want people to know that there is the option to put in there. It's contingent. You you will never be homeless on my on my time. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think that that's important to say. But we sort of went off. But I'm glad that we did do that because that is something that I've been wanting to sort of talk about a little bit because, like I said, when I was talking to this woman recently, just this week actually, she was not aware of that. She was just afraid that if she put her house on the market and it sold right away, which it would, um, and that's the other thing too. I also said the important thing about putting your house on the market and you could do it with a contingency is we, we could put it on the market for $400,000, but you could end up with 450. So now you actually know how much of a house you can afford to buy. So anyways, I just want to let our WA listeners know and to our uh, podcast listeners and Facebook friends, uh, you're listening to Talk Off Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Sharon McNamara. I'm the broker owner uh, and full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, along with Melissa Wallace, who is uh, also a full-time real estate agent looking for a house for herself. So she wants you to put a yeah. <laughs> house on the market. Yes. So please put your house um, on the market. <laughs> yeah. She has one very important client and it's herself. Um, uh, but Melissa is the director of operates here and agents relations. So, um, you know, we have, you know, her with me today. We are talking about COVID and actually brought us back to, is this going to impact our inventory even more if things escalate? So if you have any insights or questions about this topic or any other topics, George is in studio 781-837-4900. So feel free to call the studio and he will pipe you on through. Definitely call him. Remember, we're the 8 o'clock. We're like the lead-off show to McNamara on money. Um, So if you just tuned in and you hear our voice, don't be disappointed. Michael McNamara (laughs) and his crew uh, will be on after us. Their show now is live from 9 to 10 a.m. Saturday mornings. So um, don't worry. They haven't left. They just gave us this 8 to 9 hour. So... I can be doing open houses come next weekend. Yes, you will be. I'm getting my nails mm-hmm. done after this, so <laughs> it's been working. It's been working for me. Yeah, it's been working for me the past couple. Although I am like half asleep for the first half of the show, but I'm here. I'm here, and that's what matters. Um, yep. Yeah. So we only have about five minutes left. So maybe wrapping up like the most important parts of this, and then we do have a couple open houses that we have to promote. But. Um, I think that, you know, there was a a huge shift in, um, so long-term effect, I'll wrap up that part, is like, there were a lot of people we saw leaving the city, Um, you know, nobody wanted Mm -hmm. to be on top of each other, so we had a lot of people coming down here to the South Shore, which increased the sale price, Um, and I think that that's going to be a long-term effect, yeah, Um, you know, that's going to be a long-term effect. Um, and, and of course inventory low, uh, and you know, the increase in people working from home. So either they, you know, moved to a house that worked for them floor plans. Actually, I think we saw an increase in like, um, not so much the open floor plan anymore because people realized that like it wasn't conducive to working from home. Um, I think we're back to wanting have like separate spaces. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, 
some people who had like a formal dining room that they never use, they turned into an office. Like it Mm -hmm. was, you know, this, the, we're not really seeing a lot of the open floor plans anymore or people really wanting them because they were living in the spaces that they owned and they were like, okay, this doesn't really work for teaching my kids school. Like it doesn't really work for working from home. And, um, so I think that that was sort of a long-term impact. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was like, get out of my face. Get out of my space. <laughs> so. um, any other long-term effects that you feel like we're going to um, feel for well, a I long think time? One of the long-term, long-term effects, I think, well, it was sort of maybe short-term, but during COVID, during the shutdown, I think one of the things we did see is um, a lot of divorce happened after that. Um, people realized they <laughs> they didn't really think that they were, you know, when you don't see each other because you're always working, one's going one way and one's going the other way. Um, we did see a lot of sort of divorce type situations that came up, which um, is sad. And hopefully we don't see that happen again. Um, yeah. But again, I, I'm convinced I don't see us in a lockdown situation. I think that they will try to mandate masks and do all that again at some point. Um, but I guess we already have been there, done that. So we know how to sort of control um you know, making sure that everybody's safe and they feel safe in their environment if it is a concern of theirs. Yeah. Um, also something I, I don't particularly think that we will because um, next year is an election year or it's an election year. So that always has an impact on real estate too. So I think that, you know, anything that we do moving forward or anything that's like regulated moving forward would definitely have an impact with, you know, that <laughs> with yeah. voting booths. And I do think that these are the things that do really impact and people don't maybe really think about it as much as we do because we're in real estate every day. I, um, and that is a really good point is, you know, how vulnerable do people feel in a situation like this when they're not sure what is going to happen, whether it be with COVID or an election year, that people tend to sort of like just settle in, you know? Um, so that is, you know, again, in it's coming down to the inventory and a way to fix it. And I know people have said this to me, especially, you know, why don't the builders build things that are, you know, better priced and more. And it's because the regulations are so difficult to get a subdivision in and how many units can you get on a lot and all of that. So I think that that would be a good topic for us to have for a conversation. Maybe we can talk about new construction next Saturday. I think that that's what we'll do. Yeah. Okay. Next Saturday, we'll talk about that. Tuesday, you want to talk about scams or what do you want nope, to do? Nope. I have Kristen on. So we already have, um, I can't even think about it, but Kristen and I are uh, hosting the show on Tuesday. Um, so I, I know we already have a topic. We already have an agenda, but my brain is sort of mush, but we'll be promoting that too. So be sure to follow Boston Connect Real Estate, McNamara Broker Team, Kristen Howlett for Tuesday. And uh, yeah on social media um but we do have a couple open houses so it looks like the grady team um are doing an open house today and tomorrow at their listing 282 king street in hansen from 11 to 1 that is on the market for 749.9 again 282 king street in hansen the grady team will be there from 11 to 1 today and tomorrow and it looks like um Estate is only doing today open house not tomorrow so um that's in west bridgewater from 11 to three um those are ranging from 649 to 899 correct off of scotland street yep yep perfect well you enjoy the rest of your weekend sharon 
Thank you very much, and happy um, Labor Day to everybody. I hope that nobody has to do any heavy labor. So um, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully for, not. And George, <laughs> hopefully not. it was great to have you on a Saturday. As always, uh, except for the five o'clock morning wake time for me. That's how yeah, early I have to rise. That is tough. Yeah, that's tough. I, I don't blame you, but um, you think you got it for bad for eight? <clears throat> you know, yeah. you got it worse. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I don't, I don't envy you. Um, well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, have a great weekend and enjoy. Hopefully, a day off on Monday. You're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com for any of our past shows and bostonconnect.com for our contact information. Bye, everyone. Perfect. My Stay neighbor. tuned for McMahon Money. They're up next. W.